1: Welcome to the first full episode of The Tea with the Texas Ledge. My name is Bree. I'm the host of The Tea with Bree, a weekly podcast where I invite a guest on to speak about whatever topic they want to talk about. And I have the pleasure of being joined with my friend, Kelsey. Hi, I'm Kelsey
0: Hitchingham. I'm the host of Engaging Austin, which is a weekly podcast that focuses on leaders in Austin's nonprofit and civic engagement spaces. We are really excited to welcome Warren Berkley to our first episode. Warren's pronouns are he, his. He is a Texas native with a history of involvement with advocacy and justice movements. As a tech professional, he works to create equity in workplaces where employees of color are often underrepresented. As a musician and painter, he is an active member of the DIY art scene in Austin, always uplifting the profiles of artists of color and in marginalized communities. Warren, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Glad to be here.
1: <laughs> I feel like there should be the bum, 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 bum. sorry. I'm, a, I'm, we, we, I'm can we can throw in, can so it in post, right? <laughs> some, some sound. I just I am a big fan of Warren. Also, I have the pleasure of being Warren's friend, and so I'm just like nerding out even more right now. But
2: we're also co- excited
1: to have you on. What'd you say?
2: Where you, you can add coworkers to that list now, too.
1: True, truly, yeah. I uh, just joined the Austin Justice Coalition team, and Warren's the one who sent me the job posting. So, also shout out to Warren because loving my new job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you—you were—you were one of the first people I had in mind when we started talking about this show. Just having watched you for so long out here in these policy streets, um, so I'm excited that you could be the first guest for our new endeavor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, Ledge is always a shit show. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So let's I jump right in. Then, I mean, we've we've started the eighty seventh legislative session. It's been going on for a week now. Um, Warren, is there anything in particular that you're paying attention to uh, this session?
2: I'm still trying to figure out, like, if you go up there, will you get into a gunfight or not? Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fair,
0: fair question. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not wrong for asking that
2: it's overlapping with the uh the still ongoing white supremacist insurgency, so. mm-hmm. um but yeah that and corona is like mm-hmm. f- for the longest because we really we start ledge we start like thinking about ledge like november mm-hmm. or like october and so obviously a big part of that this time is is corona um just because we don't know. I mean, it's gonna change. It has changed the the process. Like before, you could just walk into an office and and talk to the staff there. And now it's like mm, you can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you're either gonna run into people at the front door with guns, or um, you know, run the risk of uh, getting COVID from the People who the specifically Republicans uh, who still are holding on to the corona as a hoax, even though they're even though King Republican Trump is showing that it's not and some other people who you know have died. Yeah.
0: The four hundred thousand other Americans who have who have died from it.
2: Well, I would think even at the at the bare minimum, you would look at your colleagues who have you know other Republicans who have died and be like, mm, maybe this shit's real. But no, uh, yeah, only people I well, I've heard I, don't, I haven't confirmed. The only people in the Capitol right now are the Republicans who think that this is still a joke.
0: And you have to get you have to show a a, a negative COVID test and get like temperature checked and everything before you enter the Capitol right now, right? Those are the those are the precautions.
2: Yeah, rapid testing at the door, which is like useless. I mean, you could, you could get a, you could get a, you, so you did, you rapid tested the door, which, you know, could be negative or whatever. I mean, those things are inaccurate. Like, there's no, I mean, it's just, you're not going to get those results. But, I mean, you could literally like walk in and then get COVID the next second. So it's like, mm-hmm. how effective is that really? Mm-hmm. But we're not, we're not, um, as far as like me and the alleged and team at AGC, we're not going to be on site for any of that.
0: So what are some of the issues that you guys take up to the ledge every session through AJC?
2: It's it's uh, it's always uh, criminal justice, like okay. reform, uh, always trying to make the police less harmful for, you know, specifically for black and brown, but that always, um, you know, everybody benefits from that. So, you know, if they can't kill black people, then they also can't kill white people. So, um, but this time... I mean, I mean, last year we didn't get a lot done. I mean, we had some wins, but uh, a lot of our bills got stripped down or just were just didn't go anywhere. Um, But this time, let's see uh, if we can harness some of that hot girl summer energy from, you know, earlier. See if we can bring that in the ledge. We do have a lot more volunteers this time going around. Um, So some of that did trickle trickle down like some of Austin is still about that life and still want to make sure we could take some of what we've done locally like here in Austin and see if we can spread those same changes statewide.
0: So, I'm interested in what kind of criminal justice reform happens at the state level because I I always thought that the, you know, particularly the police department was really controlled by the local municipality. So, what is the state, what can the state do to influence that?
2: Um, you, you can pass like like use of force and reporting um, like those type of like it, basically anything we've done aside from like defunding and city budget, you can do that on a, on a state level. Um, well actually honestly, I think you could probably defund too because uh, <laughs> Dan Patrick and fun, fun fact Dan Patrick and uh, and Abbott, actually defunded DHS in 2017 for the same amount almost the same amount that Austin did APD no no flack though no heat it's okay then but we do it we get a billboard at the end of both sides of the city that says enter Austin at your own risk Yo, enter Texas at your own risk Mm -hmm. but yeah um I mean honestly like I mean really you could write a bill for anything it's just like how far is it gonna go like that I saw like a um a couple or last session i was i had a red light camera bill and i'm i'm researching the offer to the author to see like okay what kind of stuff does this guy spend his time on and this dude had a a bill about like drinking raw milk or some random shit it was so ridiculous i'm like bro you get you get paid all this money for this <laughs> to push this agenda <laughs> like drinking raw milk they're trying to make it legal or something like deregulate uh pasteurization or something. I didn't, I mean it was it was so ridiculous. I didn't commit it to memory. Mm-hmm. But I said that to say you could write a bill about anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just a matter of whether think, or not it gets picked up. Yeah. I think for me too, like what is what is the process of looking what that what does that look like for you? Like as AJC and folks who are going and wanting to have their stuff heard, and and I know that y'all do a lot of training for folks who want to come and either, I, back up, I just, what, what's the process of, of getting this stuff heard by the people on the floor?
2: So before, um, when, you know, pre-COVID, you would just, uh, you could write a bill and and then you would, you know, try to get someone to sponsor it, um, or yeah, spon- like you write it and then you get someone to sponsor it, and then you like shop that bill around to the places you think would be supportive. Um, a lot of that is uh, knowledge of who is in office and like what. Um, like there's some research there uh, of knowing what what those offices typically like bite at or jump on or what kind of bills they try to push out the, out of their office. So it would be really tough, like as an individual to just be like, hey, I want to change this thing and then write a bill about it. And then like not knowing who to who to try to who would be interested, like it would be really tough. So I recommend you get with the team if you want to do ledge work like AJC.
0: And how much of this politicking happens in the year and a half in between sessions? Or does it all just really like kick off as soon as ledge is like the new ledge is sworn in?
2: honestly I couldn't I couldn't or as far as like uh like like civilian involvement like
0: yeah and, and, and trying to build relationships with representatives in between the sessions
2: I have no idea what reps do in between <laughs> sessions like um, I think about it all the time like what what did you know what would you even what do they even do like are they meeting or like they're not they can't push any laws or anything maybe they're drafting uh you know proposed bills like in that time mm-hmm. but honestly I, I couldn't tell you because I don't I don't think I, I think their staffers are like not even there like I'm I'm not sure as far as like ledged stuff I didn't I have no clue I've never looked into it I only have to interact with them every two years so that's really the only time I think about them
0: mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I I guess that's my question is are you are you reaching out to these representatives in between the the legislative session just to maybe like build a relationship get your name in front of them like talk to them about this particular policy or does it do you do, can you not access them before sessions in in place
2: i think their their offices are always open so you could probably go in there okay. but um i never tried yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we did we did see uh Eckerd came to one of our events in like, oh, when was that? November? But that, or maybe October, but that's so close to ledge. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it basically is ledge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And she's new now as, as far as being the state Senator goes.
1: My question also is what, I know you're saying like there's the online and like, obviously things have changed and how does, how has that been working now with everything being virtual? Cause I know like 90 percent of people aren't meeting in person so as a person who's done this for a while how's that shifted the way that stuff has been working for y'all
2: um so we're scheduling zooms now <laughs> and we're gonna have to rely much more on phone and email which used before used to be like supplemental like mm. i'll come to your office talk to you uh you know, and then like email for any follow-up or anything like that. And now that is like the main tool for communication. Um, we're still scheduling out visits so far. I think we, I think somebody had a meeting, which seemed really fast to me. Uh, good job, whoever that volunteer was. But um, yeah, it's gonna be, I don't know. I can't even say for sure. Cause it's like, I mean, we're literally like, just starting. I have no, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it looks like. I've met with an office, but it was outside of ledge. It was just like an, like an introduction to like that office cause they're, they're new. Um, but as far as like in session meetings, no, no idea what it's going to look like so far. I imagine it's probably going to be three times as awkward as it is going into the offices. Cause like, maybe not though. Cause it's scheduled, but I've, there's been times where you, you'll step into an office and they're like eating Breakfast or some shit, and now they have to like put down their their breakfast taco and they're like hiding it in a in a desk or something, <laughs> so that they could do their actual work.
1: Is there anything else you think we should ask you about? Like, I feel like as a person who's been doing this for a while, you have way more experience than we have. Speaking for myself this is like my first time actually legitimately paying attention to the ledge. Um, so I'm also like leaning into your expertise here of, of Warren who does all the things.
2: Um, I'd say going in, like, if, are, like, if you're going to, you're going to actually like do some footwork and like trying to work on some bills, like um, you really have to be dynamic and have no expectations because uh, you're just going to be disappointed at the end of the session. But but also at the same time, like I wouldn't, like you shouldn't be discouraged, like the stakes are high here. So, I mean, this is like, you know, state law for, you know, supposedly forever, unless, you know, we, we've seen times where like you pass a law and then, then next session, somebody's trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you just have to, I mean, it's a shit show. You'll learn a lot that I, that I, was, I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty overwhelmed. Like the first, the first session I did, I was super overwhelmed and I feel like a lot of people are going to have the same experience and they're, they're going to get like turned away or discouraged just because it is so much, there's, there's so much going on. Even, even me, like having done this before and, and taking a leadership role in it again now There's so much going on that I couldn't, I couldn't even fucking tell you still, like, it's just, it's too much. Like, unless you, like, you could make a career out of this shit, like just doing this, there's so much going on and you just, you really just have to like, like learn to focus when you're there and like, like stay focused on, you know, your individualized task and, and the big picture of like what you're trying to achieve.
0: So Warren, what are some of the, can you talk about some of the specific bills that you guys are trying to introduce this session?
2: Um... You want me to pull up the list? Yeah, scenes info. <laughs> so you know, I'll 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 do our big ones. I'll do our big ones because our big ones are are really fucking important. One that's like ended up being near and dear to me. Not not so much in the beginning of the last session, just because I was like, you know, still learning. But by the end of the session, I was like, yo, we need to get this shit passed. The Sandra Bland Act, which it doesn't it does a number of things. Its main component is reducing arrests for class c misdemeanors and this is this is one this is how sandra bland ended up in custody for a fucking tell light which is ridiculous and now she's no longer alive never never should have happened like um but it, it it prevents situations like that where a cop a cop should never be arresting you for a traffic offense like that yeah. isn't hurting anybody, you know, you're not under influence, some shit with a, a tell light or a license plate lamp or, you know, a stop sign or some shit like that. That should not end with you behind bars because
1: uh-huh. it's
2: not even it's not even an arrestable offense. Mm-hmm. But somehow Texas law has de- decided that, like, that's OK, like you basically in Texas, you can be arrested for anything. You can get you can get a you can get a resisting arrest charge with no for with no other crime right. like like I I showed up to arrest you for nothing and you resisted that and mm-hmm. you get it you get a charge for that and uh-huh. like Texas gives too much too much power to, to cops for nothing and and so this was the Sandra Bland Act would would get rid of that if it's something where it's a fine or a citation that's all you get if it if if it nowhere in the law says that it's arrestable you're not getting arrested for it and that's like one of the main tools that police use to over police certain neighborhoods like pulling people over for anything mm-hmm. pulling them over for nothing and then finding something to justify the yeah the interaction and so that that's that's a big one for me. Let me pull up the I don't know the bill number off the top of my head, but I should probably say it for, you know, the record.
0: Are these bills that have already been submitted at this point and you're just going to try to get someone to sponsor them?
2: No, this one this one has an author already. Okay. Okay. Um, it's HB 830 and the author is Thompson. That's our big one. It was a I think for a couple sessions now we've been trying to push that one and it got last session, it got stripped down to, I don't remember what it was. It, it basically didn't do everything we wanted. And that's a normal thing that happens with session. Like you come in with the bill at the beginning and by the end of the session, that bill can look like something completely different or that bill could like just get evaporated into another bill. Um, like some of the key points that you want uh, pushed push could just end up somewhere else entirely. And so that's like, That's a thing that I feel like people should expect day one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I I was working on a red light camera bill, which um, that bill, there were like four or five bills for red light cameras. And the one I had went nowhere, never made it into calendars. Like they didn't even look at it, but some other random bill, that did basically did the same thing, got passed, and now you can't, there's no civil penalty for a red light camera running a red, or like, you know, they, they take your picture, and buy some shit, you just throw that shit in the trash. Hmm. Uh, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Never <laughs> stopping again. So, so red lights are not suggestions. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Just yeah. the,
2: just the camera component. There was like a whole scam with that thing. Like <laughs> the, the person who got that passed doesn't even, like later got fired for fraud. Like they were taking bribes under the table. But yeah, Ledge Led is a shit show. <laughs> I can, I cannot state that enough. Like, it is that is an understatement? Uh, but yeah, uh, another one of our big ones: re- SWAT reform. We've been, oh man, SWAT reform. <laughs> SWAT, SWAT reform. I I just want to like, I know, like, what happened to Brianna Taylor is should have never fucking happened, right? But. It is also not a new thing. I have been, every time I try to find a specific botched SWAT raid, I always discover like four or five more. And it's 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 ridiculous. Like we just like, and a, a lot of times, a lot of times when they botch a raid too, if nobody dies, they just won't say anything and you won't even hear about it. They'll just be like, "Whoopsie!" and just like walk. They'll like destroy somebody's house mm-hmm. and just like chop out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, there's a couple bills for this: uh, HB five seventy nine and HB four ninety two. Uh, we definitely need some kind of. We need to limit like the usage of SWAT. Like they, it, it's just it's too easy for them to just go get a piece of paper signed. And they come just like destroy somebody's house for like n- and nine times out of 10, they don't, they, they either don't find drugs or they find such a small amount. It doesn't even justify like the damage they caused or what it costs taxpayers for them to deploy these specialized units and equipment. So we're like, we're basically paying for cops to, to do like the shit you see on TV for fun, like knocking down doors and shit, and you know throwing flashbangs and all that shit for, for nothing. Like, and they did that. Um, the this got a. I think I don't know if it. There was another bill that got birth out of this because of a botched raid in Houston, where an informant lied and said, "Yeah, I've seen drug deals coming out of this place," and so swap you know slap together something real quick uh a a warrant got it signed by a judge and they went and they showed up and they killed two people because those people this is texas and those people had guns and in texas if you want to kick somebody's door down i say you have a high chance of them sending bullets back your way Mm -hmm. like happens all the time this is Texas, loose ass gun laws, like no waiting period. The waiting period is, you know, when they fill out the paperwork. And so these people responded because they don't know what the hell's going on. It's a no knock raid. People flood in their house. So they're, they're busting back and they killed these people. No, there's no drugs. Informant lied. Those, those cops too. I think two of those cops are now getting felony charges because they're corrupt as hell. And I think one of them may may have had something to do with George Floyd, too, because he was George Floyd's from Houston. These were Houston cops. This is Houston where this happened. One of these dirty cops, I think George Floyd actually got caught up with. Uh, Not 100% sure. I'm going to do my research. Um, But I'm pretty sure he's had an interaction with one of these cops who is now behind bars because they're so fucking corrupt Mm -hmm. and so it's i'm going on a tangent SWAT reform Mm -hmm. no knock raids need to fucking go (laughs) obviously like we can't even we can't even get accountability for them like they're just allowed to fuck these up and they do it all over texas they do all over the country we've seen like they have to go that's that's another big one like SWAT reform
0: so are these things that AJC is focusing on throughout the year as well like stuff at the local level in addition to what's happening at the state legislative level?
2: Yeah, we've been trying to get rid of no knock rates for a minute. Okay.
0: How do you guys determine what bills you're going to advocate for when it comes to a session? because I'm sure that there's just a, a, like a million out there and a million different policies that need to be need to be changed. So how do you focus your energy?
2: Um, we look at we look at what's coming in. And how it aligns with like our, because we we have a pretty clear, um, I guess, mission statement. Like we we tackle the same issues, like you know, um, not over, you know, reducing over policing, uh, police accountability, reporting, reducing like the the racist bias and the in the police, the whole structure of of cops. Um, so we know what we're looking for when these bills come out. And if they're good bills, if they're tackling those, if they look like they're tackling those issues, we support them. Mm-hmm. And if they don't exist, we write our own and we find somebody to in the in the Capitol to get behind it. D- despite despite it being Texas, there are some people in the Capitol who believe in, you know, justice for all. hmm <laughs> why what is, what, what is, <laughs> is that funny <laughs> broad is cracking up right now. <laughs> texas texas gets a bad rap you know for because we have so many batshit ass republicans but at the same time i feel like there are people in these streets who match those energy levels on the opposite spectrum and i mean we're out here right we got we have hard mode we don't have like little we don't have like government support like little california get every little You know, every little law passed, can't even, uh, you know, glue has a cancer warning on it. Like we don't get, we don't got that kind of support. We don't got unions out here.
1: (laughs) I, I laugh because it's just, it's such a realistic thing to say because I feel like, I mean, we say it all the time, like don't Austin my Texas, right? Like other people who live here and are trying to make Texas a better state for everyone. And then we have to fight against, the folks who don't want texas to be a better state for all of them so i laugh because it's like you see people like you and ajc and and the actual people who represent us who are trying to make things better but then like you're saying like bills get so whittled down that you're just like this isn't at all what i originally intended for it to be so that's that's why i laugh because even as a person who hell i don't even know where to get updates on the ledge aside from like actually googling them um But I feel like just the way that having access to even know what's going on on a ledge level is like so secretive. Like if we look at how the system is set of like city council meetings, when people are like expected to appear in court, like it's during the day when people have jobs that they can't take off work from, like all these systems that are placed to keep the people who are supposed to be represented by these folks oppressed or not able to access these sort of meetings that's that's why I laugh because this whole system is a joke at the end of the day like (laughs) this is this is this is representative of of the people but then the people can't come talk about what the people want but we have these representatives who say they represent us but they don't listen to us so I laugh because while the sentiments are great (laughs) it is very hard to see that sometimes that's why I'm like I'm laughing because I'm grateful for the folks who do try to make this system actually a system that works for us.
2: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely by design. Like, I, yeah, like you're 100% right. You see it like at the the local level and the state level and, you know, even even more at the federal level. Like, I don't even, like, what do you even do if you want to change federal law? Like, <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. Like...
1: I mean, we see this right now with how much governor... Abbott hates Mayor Adler like their (laughs) fights back and forth like it it makes me laugh because it's just like a pissing contest at this point of like who can do what because the governor lives here but Steve is the mayor of here and it's just like it's always just like so funny to see those those two really go at it I'm like like if we think about the police right now like Abbott trying to take control of APD and I'm like that's not supposed to work that way like it's a local entity you just happen to live in this city
2: can we talk about how dumbass of a planet
1: is yeah yeah let's do <laughs>
2: austin austin police uh get paid like they're some of the highest cops paid cops in the state and mm-hmm. so they would like if if they got rolled into dhs and the deal is what that is they have to keep them at the same pay benefits everything so you would have like bougie ass like austin cops next to like dhs cops but they're all dhs cops now you know under this propeller yeah mm. but like this dudes make it twice your salary <laughs> like they, they're gonna create like a like a caste system with the within dhs which is like okay it's such a dumb idea like it's bad it's terrible it's a terrible idea but it's also so dumb And would fail like, like would fall flat on his face. That I, I like the chaos in me wants to see it happen, (laughs) just so that it could fucking explode. I mean, I don't even—is it posturing? Like, do they really want to do that?
0: No, I mean, I think Abbott looks anything that Austin does. Abbott wants to undo it. I mean, like he's trying to legislate the way that we cut down trees in
1: (laughs) in Austin. So trees, the homelessness uh, Mm -hmm. epidemic, like. Everything we do is not good enough for him. And that's just like, yeah. I also think like, if essentially a quote, if he controlled APD, it would just make it easier for the trumpets who are coming up. And I think that's also like, now that we're seeing this, this shift in power, I'll be interested in seeing how he feels about the police being under AP on their Austin sort like jurisdiction because I I honestly think it was all like a sort of publicity stunt because APD had to do what APD does and not listen to the governor and so it's just like also like because we tried to defund we're in the process of defunding APD and I know he's like taking that super personally so I also am enjoying his like sort of he's like the mini Trump of texas and it just makes me laugh like how much of like he tweets about things too i like you could just like sit in your house and do nothing which you normally do yeah why so. don't you
2: like focus on some other parts of texas man like
1: anything you, else
2: yeah like why why don't you try to go get like uh like elgin internet or something like <laughs> <laughs> like yes. anything else can we get an heb in uh in el paso or something like come on. can
1: bro. we not have food deserts how about you focus yeah, on that can, yeah
2: can we yeah let's feed texans
1: how, how dare you, California his <laughs> Texas,
2: Warren? Oh, whoa, well, my, my bad. How yeah.
1: dare you try to make an equal place for all? Warren wants everybody to have avocado toast. <laughs> God, everyone wants Warren wants everyone to eat on time. God, Warren, the nerve of you! Avocado toast. Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry about my socialism.
1: <laughs> God, it's it's showing. rain it in. Abbi might listen to this. Also, oh. imagine. If <laughs>
0: If I haven't this far in the podcast, then he's a secret progressive.
1: So, mess, he's, lo-
2: he's long conning. I mean, so much of what he does is it, like, it's not super far fetched because so much of what he does is just, like posturing to to look like, you know, he's like, you know, the, the typical Texan, you know, don't care about nothing except uh, personal liberties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, when there's like no weight behind it, like he just, he's talking. Like His old his mask mandate where he's like, I feel like he's looking at, it's that meme where the guy is like, you know, he's sweating. He has to push the two red buttons. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's Abbott constantly. Like you're seeing the death toll, but also, you know, if you tell, if you mandate masks, like all those red counties are going to be mad at you. So how do you, how do you appease both? Oh, you just shift the, the responsibility to somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: but then the city tries to put a mandate and he gets mad so yeah
2: then he's like no no only denny's can mandate masks
1: (laughs) i wasn't prepared for that um random off the collar question that has nothing to do with what we just talked about except sort of do you think texas will ever turn blue
2: um I feel like you asked me this before
1: on yeah. the other <laughs> show. Well, this is a new, a new setting. We're talking about Ledge now that we have you know, a new president coming in. We got new people into the into office. Currently, where we Georgia just turned blue.
2: I think this the spirit of Texas is blue. Um, the people, the red counties are like so sparsely populated. It's really not representative of the state but you know we have all these uh like
1: gerrymandered districts yeah like gerry- mm-hmm. like
2: i was trying to come up with cuz it's not it's like you know it's like voter suppression gerrymandering you know all this crazy like redistricting redistrict- all the time like it's it's like a it's like a assist like an invisible system that has mm-hmm. existed for so long to to give us like this facade of like you know red state when really if you look at the the voter numbers it's it's not it's it's pretty blue like the the best places in texas are blue cities so mm-hmm. so i mean
0: well, and we... all the major metropolitan areas in austin or sorry in texas are blue anyway yeah i mean maybe with the exception of bear county a little bit but i mean still san antonio was blue on the map when you know when we saw the returns so, so
2: we'd, we'd have to like tear down those the 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 status quo of like how politics works in this state for that to happen which i don't i don't see some you know some some like gargantuan whenever you try to do that kind of stuff some like secret like like cluster of like millionaires like shows their head and like throws their money behind it so um like nobody, nobody, nobody out here is ready for that that kind of work, <laughs> Tear, tearing down like the infrastructure of, of white supremacy, like at its base. Nobody's we ain't we ain't even there yet.
1: <laughs> How dare you even insist? <laughs> we- Someone I was talking to the other day said that there's, I think a either a bill or an initiative I can't remember now, um, but about redistricting, like redrawing districts in Texas.
0: Yeah, we just finished the census, and so they do it every ten years after the census has been completed. So, so redistricting is on the um, on the docket this year.
2: Um, do you want to go to those meet? Wait, no, this is sorry. This is this is work talk. My bad.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Don't volunteer me for anything. No. <laughs> send me send i'll send an assistant to send me back notes because no i do not want to go and sit and, No,
2: <laughs> excited
1: to know it's happening but i don't want to sit there for it
2: it's definitely happening um i'm not tapped into it uh just because you know busy with ledge um i honestly i all the only thing i know is that it's happening yeah um i did briefly look at the so they were doing some recruitment for that and i was looking at the map and the map was pretty fucked up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the number of uh like the it was something about the the districts or or how many how many people applied in certain areas It, it was just it was it was like it was like the classic austin map where you where you look at it and they show you the zones and the places who would get hit the hardest have the less representation, mm-hmm. and so it was just like it was just like classic Austin politics to me. Like when I looked at it, I can't remember the specifics though. It was like some recruiting where they were recruiting for this um, uh, for this group that's in charge of redistricting. They also like it was. I found out we found out about it so late that some of the process had already like been finalized and done. And like people had cho- been chosen for certain roles. Mm-hmm. And then and and it was supposed to be like a public thing where everyone has an input and we find out like three or four processes in.
0: Was this for the census in particular or was this for the redistricting?
2: It, it was for the redistricting. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah, because this, I mean, the census, the way that they rolled it out last year was so fucked up intentionally. I mean, like Trump didn't want to put any resources behind it. Texas didn't get any money for the census everything had to be uh, financed at the, you know, at the local and county level. So it wouldn't surprise me that that kind of dysfunction rolled over into the actual redistricting as well.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. the, The only, the only census, like everything I saw revolving around the census was like local, local advocates were like pushing people to do it. And there was really nothing from any kind of like, government body Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean that was by design it's because we didn't get any funds for it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well i think one last question that i have is how can how have you been getting i know that we're just starting how have you been getting updates on like when meetings are how people can get like the post-meeting information any sort of that's like make it more accessible so people know what's going on um and if you don't want to answer that's fine <laughs> we
2: have we have like an insider oh okay <laughs> multiple i don't even know if you would call it an insider just somebody who's been so tapped into it for so long um they're like an invaluable resource to our team so um i'm like you i don't know where to find this shit <laughs> so, <laughs> Other than, like, I, I mean, I can navigate my TLO and I can make a list, which I recommend everybody make an account and like just go through the bills that are already out before it gets too crazy. Um, but that, that was something I did, like beginning a Ledge, um, I went through all the bills that looked like they were in our scope, like any kind of any police reform or policing, um, reporting, use of force, all that stuff, uh, you know, prison to pipeline shit, uh, or school to prison pipeline, like all of that kind of stuff. I I, I went through and I put all of those on my TLO, and um, I you know I keep a track I keep track of those good and bad bills. and make two lists: the ones I like and the ones I hate. Um, and so that's like the first start is is looking at what people are are, are sending through. Uh, what, what are, what are like, what are they trying to, you know, sneak past this, this time? Um, and then, the, you know, beyond that, it gets super complicated with like committees and, and, and calendars and, and testimony and all that. But getting that first step down, like finding out what the objectives are and, and, and looking for how they align with your objectives. Um, that really helps a lot. As far as the meetings go, I totally have to rely on somebody else for that.
0: and <laughs> yeah. um, For our listeners, my TLO is my Texas legislature online. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes, but it's capital.texas.gov is the best way to go and, and sign up so you can follow the bills that Warren just mentioned.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's a it's very valuable tool. There's like five abortion bills, like, or, like in December already. Like <laughs> all kinds of bad I did I, I made an, another list of like stuff like not not in our scope but still important kind of like for everybody, like minimum wage, you know, workers' rights, that kind of stuff. And so I like I looked at like you know the abortion stuff It was you know, it's so insane. Like
0: my first thought is like, really, still fucking really like 20 yeah. really this is every time that we're putting fucking effort into.
2: Every time. Some people, that's like, that's all they give a shit. Like, some of these Republicans, that's all yeah. they give a shit about.
1: Yeah. yeah. And well, that'll
2: that'll get them re-elections, too.
1: Their Lord and Savior told them that um, this is, oh, please, I can also do a tangent on the separation of church and state and how religion shouldn't play into any of our Texas laws or laws, period, but that's not today's episode. Lauren! Lauren! Warren! <laughs> Tongue tied now, talking legend, Warren, Warren, it has been an honor and a pleasure and a joy to have you be our first guest to be yes. on the show, to deal with our seven gajillion questions with your expertise.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I think that we've we've got a lot of great takeaways as far as bills to pay attention to and and really just what, they, what the actual process is. So
1: thank you.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: We'll be sure to link everything in the show notes, where to find more and where to find the work that AJC is doing. Um, And then we will catch all of the next one. We will. (laughs) Kelsey? Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Brie. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Catch you next time.